And welcome to another edition of the Babbleheads podcast. Uh, we were on an extended break for various reasons, but we are back, and we have a lot to uh, cover today since we have been gone. The MLB season has begun, uh, the NFL draft has occurred, and we are in the midst, right dead center, in the midst of uh, the NBA playoffs. So there's a lot to cover today, uh, and we are your hosts. I am Jesse. And this is Eric Town. And uh, like I said, we were on a little extended break, but we are back, and we got a lot of ground to cover, and on all of our, our three big ones. For sure, so much it's been it's been a bit, so much stuff has happened in the past couple of weeks. Uh, it's gonna be fun. So let's uh, let's dive right in. The um, the old uh, MLB season has uh, has gotten in full swing. We're about. Uh, a little, little over a month uh, into it, and uh, what's some of the standout uh, stuff? Obviously, some of the bigger teams are kind of have been uh, dragging their behinds a little bit, but obviously, it's a long season. So, what's your, what's your take uh, so far? A month, month or so into the, uh, into the season for uh, the MLB. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same with the just kind of some teams. I mean, me being a Yankee fan. Uh, the American League East, we saw the Red Sox were going to come out and and just start destroying people, and they had like a slow start. The Yankees as well. I mean, the Yankees are plagued with injuries. Um, I feel like it's every couple of days somebody is going on the DL for them. Um, and then it looks like some of the, you know, the West Coast teams doing really good. The Dodgers on a tear. Um, and when it comes to players, I mean, uh, Kristen Yelich from the Brewers just, like, absolutely demolishing the baseball. Also, Cody Bellinger from the Dodgers. Like, those guys are just destroying the ball. So, it's been fun to watch. I think they're – I saw that the MLB has already destroyed, like, the opening, like, home run record, I think. Something like that for, like, the for the first month of baseball or something like that. Wow. Um, and that's – you know, I don't want to get too much into that, but that's something I wanted to talk to you about was, like, it's kind of the different – you know, the, the game is so different right now where it's just like there's not a lot of small ball and it's mostly just strikeouts and home runs, you know what I mean? And that's kind of uh, – some people like it, some people hate it. I guess maybe the old purists don't like it. But, uh, I mean, ex- exciting nonetheless. So, um, but, yeah, so that's kind of my take on it. Like, uh, again, I- same with the last couple of seasons also, like a lot of young talent. It's always an exciting time for – for these to watch these young guys play so and i think it's uh it's such a long season that it's 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 so interesting that you're that a, that a team could can literally just be uh pretty atrocious for the first few months and then pull it together in early summer midsummer and then still be all right and make the postseason yeah no for sure the thing with baseball is like such a different animal than, than almost like any other sport that it's just literally like so much of the season could not matter you know what i mean like oh yeah i shouldn't say so much of the season should not matter but so much of the season you know like you always hear people say oh it's early or there's time because it's such a long season that so much can happen and it's like i don't know if there's any other sports that are like pro sports that are really like that maybe hockey because well i don't know hockey and nba are kind of like similar seasons and even though like you can't falter too much and obviously the nfl like you really you lose your first like four games and they pretty much declare you dead so see i think with the nba it's a little bit like that but then as soon as you 
you know, you get into something that we saw this year with the East where the six, seven, and eight seeds are all a game, are, are all, you know, same record or one game apart in every game the last, like, month matters. Yeah, for, yeah, that is true. I mean, there was like kind of that cluster at the end of, uh, at the end of, or the bottom of the conferences, and uh, you figure the last like month of the regular season, those teams are like all competing, and they're all within a couple games of each other. I know we saw that in the East big time. So that is kind of like I guess that does happen. Same with hockey too. The same thing where you got the teams that are battling out for your for your end spots in the playoffs. So. And then, you know, you have the NFL, which is just a completely different monster where every single game means everything because you only have 16 weeks of play to get your get your uh, your your shit in, in, in accords to, you know, make the postseason. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you figure you lose the uh, – I mean, you lose your first four games, and that's, that's like, devastating in, in, uh, in the NFL for sure. So I think the – I'm pretty sure the Giant – like, who was – Somebody lost, like, the first couple games of the year. Like, I think if you lose, what, the first five games and the first six games, the team has never made the playoffs. I could be really wrong about that. But I think it's if you lose your first six games, like, I don't think any team's made the playoffs. But I could be I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. So <laughs> Now, uh, back to what you were saying about, you know, the baseball kind of getting away from the small ball type uh, of play. I, I think uh, – with with that, I think you will see a little bit more because baseball has been in such a slump over the years. It doesn't have the fandom that it used to have, but it still has its its fans. It hasn't, you know, the the diehards are, are will always be there. But anything that can get more eyes on the uh, on the product, uh, you know, obviously they don't have the numbers that uh, they don't have the numbers that the NBA and they definitely don't have the numbers that the NFL has. Um, but they still they still do great. Um, but you know it's a, definitely like turning into a, an acquired taste uh, for sports fans, at least from you know watching it and uh, keeping track all season because there's so much to. I mean, you can you can you know not pay attention to the NBA for you know a week or two and you'll still be all right. You're like okay, they they dropped a couple games, they won a couple games. With uh, baseball, I feel like if you're out of it for two weeks, you you've missed you've missed so much. Yeah, that is true for sure. You do miss a lot really quickly in baseball, but I mean, it's, it's something about the sport and, and our culture. I don't know. It's just die. It's not. I shouldn't say dying, obviously, but obviously the the ratings are never are never amazing, and the World Series ratings are never great. And, and I, even myself, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like. I, well, I this year especially like I have not as watched much baseball this year as I have. I mean, mind you, I have some personal like moving and I was moving and stuff like that. But you know, the past couple of years because I live out of state, I was getting uh, you know the extra innings and watching a lot of games. But I don't know, and I feel like a lot of people I talk to who were like really big baseball fans is kind of it's it's just faltered a little bit. And uh, I think it's a lot of things. I think we've touched on it before, but you know, the pace of the pace of play and. And just, uh, again, the home run or, or strikeout culture, um, it's kind of, uh, it's definitely taking the backseat to the bigger sports. Uh, and uh, I think it's even, like, I don't know, like it's just, in my eyes, like it is, like I, could, I can, I understand it. I see it from both perspectives where every pitch, there's so much that's happening. But I also see it from the, you know, like kind of the layman where it's just like, this, this, is, this is boring. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. 
so I see it from both sides, but obviously I do, I do like baseball, but I can see why as a, you know, nationally, it's not, uh, it's, it's losing steam, so. And, uh, you know, moving right along, uh, so yeah, the MLB, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see, uh, what shakes out. Um, like I said, you, you just, there's no way to tell at this point, you, you kind of got to wait and for the end of July to, and you know, after the all-star break to, uh, to really get a grasp on what the, uh, what the fall is going to look like. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's kind of, that's the animal of baseball is until even like after the all-star break and, uh, the dog days of summer there is when, uh, you really start to see the sub shape take shape. And uh, it's just early on, fun to watch. Uh, you know, later on, I feel like more for people once the playoffs are more in, in, in set. But there's obviously, like you said, the diehards who watch it also. And uh, so, uh, obviously, another huge event, other than the MLB season beginning, it, that we had have missed since we've been out was the uh, the much anticipated uh, NFL draft. Um, so, what are, what are your uh, takeaways uh from this draft who do you think is what what team do you think improved the most with with their draft picks and what team do you think uh kind of dropped the ball with their draft picks um i mean that's i don't want to like put any team down really just because obviously nobody really knows like the way this is what like i've been following the draft for a long time obviously i love the nfl and so much gets put into like these mock drafts you know what i mean so like when something happens outside of what people see in a mock draft, they automatically think it's, like, bad or wrong. But nobody really knows what any of these guys are going to do. You know what I mean? I mean, exactly. nobody thought Tom Brady was going to be what he is now. I mean, look, I mean, nobody thought Antonio Brown was going to be there. There's so many. And then there's people who were taken in the top five who have done nothing. So You never, you truly never know. Yeah, my two takeaways, like, in particular, were just, like, the teams that had the most picks were won the Giants and won the Raiders. I thought... The Giants having three, they got they had three first round picks. They ended up, you know, getting three first round picks, and they took, you know, the quarterback Daniel Jones with a sixth overall pick from Duke, and that was probably the biggest. Other than Kyler Murray, Murray going number one overall, which everyone, you know, pretty much thought he was going to go number one overall. Um, I just think that that Daniel Jones pick shocks people, and nobody really knows what you're going to get out of him. He 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 looks like he he fits the role and looks wise. He played on a really bad Duke team who didn't do well against great opponents. Um, so I think, I think a lot of analysts thought that there was a better better quarterback options there. But, you know, I mean, the Giants kind of went with a guy that they thought was was going to be it. You know what I mean? So, and they took three first, uh, the three first-round picks. It was kind of, you know, I don't know. I thought that the, their first-round picks were okay. Like, they ended up sneaking up in the, the end of the first round of picking DeAndre Baker, a really good corner from Georgia. And then, like I said, the other team there, the Raiders, three first-round picks, and number four overall, they ended up, you know, taking a guy, Cleveland Farrell, from, you know, from Clemson, who, again, I'm not saying he's a bad player, but just really high for what, you know, he probably could have been there with one of their uh, later picks in the first round. So, I just, I just, people get, like, really shocked, and, they, and they're, like, ripping these picks apart, but you never know what you're going to get. Daniel Jones could be the next, uh, you know, Peyton Manning for all we know. I don't, I don't think so, but he could be. Uh, um, but like my team, respectively, the Steelers, I thought they, you know, they, they traded up into the first round to get a inside linebacker, Devin Bush from Michigan, who I think is going to be a stud. And, and I thought that was a good pick for them, but the rest of their draft, I felt like was 
was okay, but again, you never really know. I thought Buffalo had a really good draft. I know me and you spoke about that. You're a big Buffalo guy. Uh, I thought they had a really good draft. I thought the Cardinals had a good draft with it being having the number one overall pick. I think they could uh, they could do some damage. Uh, who was? Oh, I also wanted to touch on the Dolphins uh, trading their second round pick to get Josh Rosen, who was uh, Arizona's first round pick last year. I thought that was a, a kind of a steal for them. Um, which was interesting as well. Another and they they needed they that. needed uh, they needed someone honestly because Tannehill isn't. Uh, I don't think he's uh, starting quarterback material at least from my eyes. I know I'm a little biased. Uh, yeah, well he's he's a goner now. So they got they he's in. You know what? Where the hell did he go? He went to ten, He's going to be back up in Tennessee. I want to say something like that. He went somewhere like that. But yeah, they had nobody, and and they you know what they played that uh, great because. Uh, the Cardinals totally screwed up the market for Josh Rosen, and they could have got so much more for him. But they ended up, you know, basically trading. Uh, I think it was like the 68th, no, not the 68th, like the 48th pick, I think, something like that. So good for the Dolphins, and uh, you know, arguably last year Josh Rosen could have went number one overall. So it was a good pick for them. But yeah, I mean, the draft was fun to watch. I mean, I love that they've made it this huge spectacle now. So before, like. The draft used to be on what, like Saturday mornings, like it was the first round, and, and it was televised, but no, not to this extent. Like it's, it's crazy. I don't know if you saw. I mean, there was like two hundred thousand people at that. Uh, oh yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, that shows the true power of the NFL. It is the biggest sport in the United States. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a it's a monster. I mean, and the, and the revenue that they. So where are some of the other players? I mean, obviously they had it in Philly, and it was like a big hit. They had it in Chicago. Obviously, it used to always be in New York City, but the Nashville. I mean, I think Philly. You started to see like it was like such a spectacle, and like Nashville just like straight. They brought it. There was there was so much stuff going on. It was insane, and that's just for the. And you're right though. I mean, that's just for the draft. <laughs> think about that for the NFL. Oh yeah. I mean, the NBA draft is kind of big as well, um, but not. I mean, not to that magnitude. So. Now, now I've uh, I've really been in and, and there are a lot of teams I think that that had you know uh, on paper it seems like they didn't make any real big moves but then you look at a team uh, say like a Buffalo that I think really built their uh, got some defensive players that they they, they really uh, you know needed to fill out and uh, they've quietly I think get, gave um some options to uh, out, even outside of the draft uh, to um, Josh Allen. And it, the AFC is going to be, you know, Brady's another year older. I know the guy is, you know, uh, another, you know, Super Bowl champion. The guy is uh, just, uh, he, we've never seen anything like it. But at some point, he will have to slow down. And the entire NFL, not just the AFC, will be changed. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. I don't know. I mean, it's, you think it happened by now, but yeah. Think about the AFC East right now, quarterback-wise, though. You have Josh Allen, the young gun in Buffalo. You have Sam Darnold, the young gun in uh, in the Jets. Uh, and then you have, now you have Josh Rosen, uh, uh, the young gun in, in, Minnesota, in Miami. And now the lone, uh, the elder there, Tom Brady, with those three young quarterbacks in his division is kind of... It's really cool, actually. I think it, that's going to be a cool storyline going into the NFL this year. I think is, uh, you know, Tom Brady in that in that conf in that uh, the conference with the those young quarterbacks. I mean, we're starting to see young quarterbacks all over the NFL, of course, but 
just in that division is really cool. And it's, uh, you know, I've been meaning to ask you what your thoughts are on um, the o- Odell Beckham going to uh, going to Cleveland. And do you think, do you think, what, what if you had to say uh, Cleveland's record for the 2019-2020 season, what do you think that they're going to end up with record-wise? Oh, it's so tough for me to say because they do, I mean, honestly, on paper, they could, they look a bit scary, but... I've never been an Odell Beckham fan. Mostly, it's because of personally, it's not. I do think he's obviously he's got great talent, but I mean, I don't know. I just don't think adding him per se. Like, I mean, look what he did with the Giants. It's not like he's bringing the Giants to the Super Bowl. So they won six games last year, and people want to anoint them as like the Super Bowl champions now. And it's like you don't go from winning six games to winning the Super Bowl. It's just not going to happen. I don't no, think. no. I mean, they have. A, I think that they did well in the draft as well. Like, I think one of the steel. Like, I people question his tackling abilities, but they ended up getting Greedy Williams, the cornerback from LSU, really late, like a lot later than people thought. I actually wouldn't have minded the Steelers grabbing him if they didn't trade up to get Devin Bush. But they, like I said, the Browns look scary on paper. It's just can they all put it together? They have they have a new head coach, but I mean, he has been he has been there for a little bit, I think, and. You know, I, I like Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's as great as everyone makes him out to be. I just think that he's – I think sometimes thing like your personality overshadows a bit. He is good. I'm not saying that. But I don't know. Like, I, if they win six games last year, they win maybe nine games this year, I, I, something like that. I, I, I really think that division, like uh, – I'm not just saying this because I'm a Steelers fan, but I, people want to count the Steelers out just because they lost Antonio and, and Bell. It's like – we didn't have Bell last year. Uh, we still did pretty well, um, but I think that division could be really strong. Other than, I don't think the Bengals will do much, but I, I think the Ravens are super scary as well. They always find a way defensively, and they have they have a lot of talent on their offensive side too, um, a lot of speed, and uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, I would say they win around win eight or nine games. I think. I, th- I I I'm going uh um a, a modest eight and I think they are going to improve um from their uh six and ten record I think they're gonna have a, gonna have an eight and eight season and listen if you're going from winning no games for two seasons to winning six and then winning eight you're still heading in the right direction there's no need to look at the season uh, from the organizational standpoint and say it's a you know it's a, a failure uh, I think they're gonna be an eight and eight team this year. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, like I said, that's that's what I see it being as well. I mean, um, it's just, yeah, but I just see 8 and 8, 9 and 7, something like that. To, I mean, to your point, though, uh, you know, people do kind of write off the Steelers, and uh, the Steelers are, I, I've kind of always equated at least the past 10 years as like a San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> Um, you know, they have kind of always, uh, they're always in, in the contention. They're always in the playoffs and they're always there. And people kind of quietly forget about them until they're in the finals or in this case, you know, in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I think that happened with, uh, obviously the, the Steelers have had some, uh, some pretty uh, crushing, uh, years where they kind of, uh, more or less, uh, steamrolled there, uh, once or twice, but I mean, you know they're that team that's always there, and they're always and, and the Ravens uh, to an extent too. Uh, you know are always there. They're always their their defense is just they're, they're probably the most consistent uh, defense uh, 
the past 10 years, honestly, I feel like every year, even with the loss of uh, all those big uh, defensive names that they had a few years ago, I feel like they're always there too. So yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's hard to count I'll, any of these teams out. I'll be the first to admit that I feel like being a Steelers fan, like I feel like we've, we should have, like we definitely should have been better. There's things that like between injuries, suspensions, and just like off the field shit that we're usually not like known for. Um, that's, that's hurt us a bit. Um, and, but I really feel like this year, I think everything kind of rides on Ben Roethlisberger. We just, you know, he got called out by, you know, Antonio called him out. And there was a lot of controversy there. Um, we just extended him, uh, at his age, you know, we extended him. I mean, he, uh, I'm not, I'm okay with the extension cause he had, he had a phenomenal season last year. I mean, his numbers spoke for themselves, but I do think that this season is kind of going to ride on him. And I think that if, you know, we don't have those big names. Like, if you, you know, obviously I love James Conner and I love Juju Smith-Schuster, but they're not Antonio Brown, they're not Le'Veon Bell name-wise or what they've done. And I'm not saying they couldn't be that, but they're just not them right now. I just think everything rides on Ben. So however we do this season, it's going to be easier. If we if we do great, it's going to be because of him. And I, and I think, honestly, if, if we don't do well, it's going to be because of him. It's just, it's just how it is. If you're paying a quarterback that much and uh, – you know, if he, if he is driving people, like, I, I do think Antonio was, is a prima donna, and I think his true colors finally showed. But, um, you know, if he is part of the reason why he left, then then hopefully, you know, we can still survive without him, and, and Ben can still be as good as he has been. So, How long was that extension he, he got for? It was, uh, well, so he still had a year left, and it was a two-year extension. So technically, it's like we, we have him locked up till 2021 season through the 2021 season, I believe. So Now, barring uh, any barring any injury, do you think he finishes that out? Uh, I don't know. I mean, say the Steelers come out and win a Super Bowl this year, I could see him leaving, you know, retiring. He has a lot more, you know, going on with his life with a family and stuff, and he, he took a lot of punishment early on and, to, and into the middle of his career, but he hasn't taken as much punishment lately. If they don't, I can see him staying those three years for sure. It's uh, it's going to be interesting, uh, especially you know we're going to be as uh, the next two or three years go on. You know, uh, eventually we will be ushering out the you know the uh, the Ben Roethlisberger's, the Tom Brady's, the Eli Manning's, uh, and then you know we're going to have a bunch of these new young gunslingers, and they were they are the future of the NFL. The guys, some of these guys that we mentioned earlier, uh, right now. I think it's going to be, like, really crazy when, like, everybody from, like, you know, when you're, like, the 2004, like, the, like, the Roethlisberger, the Eli, the Rivers, and then Breeze and Brady, when those guys, like, are all gone, I think it's really going to be weird. Then you're going to have, like, Aaron Rodgers kind of leading the way for a bit as, like, the, you know, the older guy. But I feel like when those guys especially go, it's just going to be weird. Not having a Manning as a quarterback. I mean, it's been a long time since we've seen that. Over so. 20 years, it's crazy. So, but yeah. So, I'm, you know, I, I think the, the draft was fun. Uh, I always like watching it. Those are like, like I said, I think there are a lot of sleeper teams. Nobody really knows, like, what they got until, um, you know, for, I guess, the, the, for a year or two or so. That's true. But, but for sure. So, uh, 
moving right along, uh, you know, we are uh, in the in the middle of the NBA playoffs, and uh, I'm gonna we'll run through uh, how's this sound? We'll run through each uh, each uh, faceoff that we've had uh, throughout the playoffs uh, so far, and we'll uh, kind of discuss where it's going from uh, from there. Uh, so Eastern Conference, the first round, we had the one seed and the eight seed, the Bucks versus the Detroit Pistons, and the Bucks ended up uh, taking that series. Uh, obviously, uh, a hand, very uh, handed, handedly sweep. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of we knew that was going to happen, right? I don't think anybody thought that. No, there was no. Uh, I don't think there was any question. Um. Yeah, I mean, obviously Giannis is a, is a stud, and I think that team has surprised everyone. They still surprise me. I mean, I just didn't expect them to be as dominant as they are. So, uh, and yeah, Detroit had no shot. So, and then uh, we had a four seed Boston versus uh, the um, Indiana Pacers, uh, the five seed, and Boston uh, also sweeping that too. I think. Uh, I was a little shocked to see that Boston, and, and you know, initially I had picked uh, Boston to uh, to win it uh, all, and then I kind of uh, reneged on that, and uh, I'm I'm still not sure where I stand with them, but they ended up uh, sweeping the Pacers, and that was no real, not really a surprise, especially with Oladipo being out. I don't think the Pacers uh, stood a chance at any moment. Yeah, I think people counted them out as soon as, he, as, soon as Oladipo went out, and. Uh... You know, I think Boston, I don't know, I'm so up and down with them. Like, Kyrie's another one who's, like, becoming, like, such a prima donna as well. Like, it's uh, <laughs> it's It'll be interesting to see where all that goes, and we're definitely going to have a whole episode uh, once the uh, once July 1st comes. I'm sure it's going to be uh, very interesting to see what, uh, what unravels. But uh, then uh, this obviously was a, a very interesting uh, series for us both to uh, to watch. Was the three seed 76ers versus uh, the uh, six seed Nets? Um, obviously, our teams. Me being a Nets guy, you being a Sixers guy. This was uh, it was fun to watch, and uh, we got the you know we uh, we gave you the uh, or you gave us rather the uh, gentleman's sweep, and uh, yeah, I mean I thought. When uh, when the Nets came out early in that series, I was like, I was like, well, the Nets came to play. It's gonna be it's gonna be closer than people thought. So, but I think as the series just kind of weighed on, they just kind of showed like you, like even you said, just like they're they're just not there. Like, oh, maybe even mentally, you know what I mean? I think guys try to do a little too much, and then they just kind of. Well, they had one guy on the entire team that was uh, that has postseason experience, being Jared Dudley. That's going to be an issue, of course. So, and uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of future with that team, though. Obviously, if they if they can keep those guys together and maybe add a piece or two, they can. Um, I think they're gonna they they're gonna be good. I mean, it's 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 better. East, yeah. It's better to be a Nets fan right now than an X fan. <laughs> Might be better to be a fan of any team in any sport right now than being an Knicks fan. I think. <laughs> Uh, but obviously there was a little controversy there. What did you think about the chippiness in that um, entire series? Obviously, I think that was the most, uh, you know, chippiness and, and confrontation that we've had uh, in the playoffs so far. Yeah, I think um, I liked it. Obviously, I think that Jared Dudley's comments kind of fueled things a little bit more. I think Ben has been – Ben always gets a lot of uh, – like a lot of people are always talking about him and – 
his shot and this and that. So I think he kind of had a little bit of chip on his shoulder for that. I think he wanted to prove, you know, prove the doubters a little bit. And then I think it kind of that spilled over to the rest of his teammates and and even you know the Nets too. I think uh, they played pretty fierce, all of them. So. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so, and moving on, we have uh, the another first round matchup in the in the last in the Eastern Conference, being the uh, Raptors and the Magic. And, and the Magic kind of did a did a Nets uh, a Nets mo and and stole the first game, and, and I think kind of shocked people. And then they got the gentleman sweep by Toronto. Uh, no surprise there. Kawhi's just been out of his mind uh, this whole uh, playoff. So he's a Kawhi. Like he's such a great player, and I don't know his interviews are so great. And you know what? Like, I want to see a team. I know it sounds crazy because they're in the East, but I don't know. Like, I I would love to see the Magic uh, be good again. You know what I mean? We haven't seen him really be anything since since Shaq was on the team. Yeah, Shaq. We saw some some signs of something with uh, Dwight Howard, obviously. Dwight, yeah, but really just kind of uh, nothing since then. But yeah. Uh, like you said, I mean, uh, Kawhi, such a great ball player, and uh, I, I bet that one pretty much, I thought that was going to be a sweep, obviously, but um, pretty close, close enough, so. Definitely, and then moving on to the Western Conference, we had a one-seed Warriors versus the Clippers. Uh, Clippers ended up stealing two games, but there was just, there's just way too much uh, firepower. They were never going to, they never had a chance against um, Golden State, but I give them credit for I give Doc Rivers uh, all the credit in the world for uh, taking two games. Yeah, for sure. Dude, I mean, I I just all right. Is anybody going to beat them? You think? Like really in a in a, in a full series? Uh, it'll be interesting. Um, and a lot, and there are people that are picking them against the Rockets in seven, but uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I really don't think the Rockets are going to get past them. I do, however, think that we could see a Portland team if they if they went off and hit on all cylinders, it's possible. But I mean, I think if they're gonna get beat, they're gonna get beat in the finals. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think I just I just don't see them losing. I just I even don't like I don't see they them need it in order for them to lose. They literally Kevin Durant. I'm not even saying Steph Curry or anybody else. Kevin Durant needs to get injured if someone else wants to win. Right. I mean, I just don't even watching the East as much. I just don't see anybody in the East. I don't see anybody in the East beating them. I really don't. That's just me, though. I I not in the whole series. I just don't. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see, I guess. So moving on to Houston, uh, the Houston Rockets, a number four seed against the Jazz, number five, another uh, gentleman's sweep. Uh, Jazz still won again. That I think they're just missing a pe- Jazz are just missing a piece, and they really didn't stand a chance either. Yeah, I wanted the Jazz to win so bad. That's just like another team I've always had a soft spot for, and it would have been cool to see them take down. I'm just not the biggest Rockets fan at the moment. I don't. I don't know. I feel like these guys have all become different than they used to be, especially Chris Paul. Chris Paul just seems like a completely different human than what he used to be in my eyes. But nonetheless, they're a talented squad. But uh, I was hoping that the Jazz would take them down. I was hoping too, but it just, like I said, not enough. A couple more years, I think you're going to see Donovan Mitchell really be a force. Uh, so uh, he's good. kid's got a bright future, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's one of the top guys in the NBA already, so. And then uh, for another first round, uh, 
the number three Portland Trailblazers versus the number six Oklahoma City Thunder, and this was a uh, was a great series, and this was a. I know it's been a while, and obviously uh, Damian Lillard's had some uh, some playoff uh, experience, and he's had some wins here and there, and he's obviously been at the t- you know in the top you know fifteen definitely uh, players the past few years. Um, but this was his. I think this was his coming out party, shutting up uh, a Russell Westbrook, uh, you know, and just uh, putting ice ice right through the entire. Uh, the entire series, uh, the kid, the kid can uh, can ball, and, and uh, it was awesome to see. Yeah, that was probably one of the best, one of my favorite uh, final games in the series. I mean, when he hit that shot, I think he was sick of Russ. He was sick of Westbrook. I mean, everyone, at least I am. So I thought it was great watching them win because everyone held Oklahoma City so high in their in their minds, you know. Oh yeah, and then uh, uh, number two. Uh, Denver versus the Spurs goes to a game seven. Uh, that was kind of shocking. I didn't think that the Spurs were going to hold their own. Um, obviously, I think that Spurs easily could have won that game as well, but obviously there was some uh, some uh, a lapse in judgment. There was no foul with 28 seconds left, down by, I think, four at the time or five, and it was just uh, kind of really wonky to see them not foul and – and uh, try and uh, I, I, it's but they were a depleted they were a depleted roster. Um, yeah, I was very. Conf- I mean, that was obviously a very confusing ending of a game. I think I even texted you about that. I was like, "What is going on?" So, but Pop, anytime Pop's coaching is uh, the team's got a shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, you you got a greatest coach in the NBA, in all ever ever in my opinion. Yeah, he's definitely that's that's what he'll, he'll go down is that for sure. And he just re-signed a um a three year contract. How old is Pop, you think? Pop just Pop just turned seventy. Seventy. Gotcha. I knew that uh he was either approaching his seventies or he was seventy, so And uh yeah, he's uh he can never count Pop out. So uh moving on to the uh the second round. We have the Bucks in Boston, and the Bucks are currently up two against Boston. How do you see this series playing out? I don't know, man. It's it's tough. I mean, I, that's going seven I, games. You think? I think it's going seven, but it's quite a feat to come up back from, especially with the like I said, Milwaukee's just relentless. And they're, I, I think they're deeper than people give them credit for. Well, that's what I mean, and I think. That's the thing that's most surprising is everyone thought they were just like a one-hit wonder with uh, with Giannis there, but obviously he George you know, Hill, they, Paul Gasol. They have, they have people supporting them, or else. And Mid- Middleton, they, Middleton is a has been solid. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think that, I think that's the most surprising thing in my eyes is like their supporting cast is is holding their own, especially when, in the playoffs. I mean, the regular season was one thing, but now that we're in playoff basketball and they're still stepping up, it's oh crazy. yeah. So I see that going seven as well, and that's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. And then uh, Sixers in Toronto, we just saw the end of uh, that game, uh, game four, and the series is tied. Now uh, Toronto and Philly tied uh, uh, two across the board. So how do you see that? I think this is probably going to be another seven-game series in my eyes. Yeah, especially, I mean, after today's game, I saw the – I thought for sure that the Sixers had a, I don't know, they were showing 
they had like a spark in the game. I just couldn't couldn't explain it, but they just seemed like offensively they were just like ready. But uh, now that the now that uh, it's tied two to two, definitely I think it's gonna go to a game seven. And uh, um, it, I also just want to add this has nothing to do with the gameplay, but uh, I love Toronto's uniforms that they wore tonight. I love those things are sick. I think. Oh, the uh, we the North uh, ones, right? Yeah, the red, the red with the white, and just the North. I think those things are sick. A lot, a lot of cool jerseys uh, the past few years. Honestly, I'm a big fan of uh, all the alternative jerseys that have been coming out. Yeah, for sure. NBA is definitely one of the leading, you know, pro sports uh, organizations who are doing that. I mean, I like it. I, and we talked about this hundred times. Oklahoma City might have like twelve uniforms. I think. Yeah. Twelve jerseys. They every night in the regular season, they're coming. They're coming out with a uniform. It's just a different one. It's, I don't think there's any other team doing that. Yeah. yeah NBA is great with that. So uh, then, moving on to the uh, West, those are our four teams. So who do you who do you got? Who do you got in that? Out of those four teams in the East, who do you got going to the Eastern Conference Finals? Mm. I'm gonna go Sixers. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Sixers Boston. I am gonna go Toronto Boston. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they, uh, they 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 destroyed my my nets. I gotta I gotta hold my ground here. Yeah, I like it. So uh, then, moving on to our our final four teams in the Western Conference: uh, Golden State and the Rockets. We saw uh, Houston take a game uh, last night at home. Uh, do you see the? Do you see, is this going six or is this going seven? I think all, every series is gonna go seven games. I'm telling you, that's what that's what the NBA wants anyway. So, that's what's gonna happen. And then the and then the you know the Warriors win for sure. <laughs> Do you think this is the last of it? If the Warriors win it this year, with obviously them, it's probable that they're gonna obviously there's gonna be no room to keep Demarcus Cousins, and you wouldn't want to anyway with this torn quad. Um, Clay Thompson's probably going to be gone. Uh, Kevin Durant's uh, all but all but gone already. Uh, do you see them? Do you see Curry getting back, bringing them back to the at, like deep in the playoffs? You think? Mm, I see them making playoff runs, but they're not going to be as dominant. No. I think this is going to be like they're disbanding. It's the same thing, you know, with Cleveland. Well, not to that extent because Cleveland was so LeBron heavy, but. Uh, yeah, I think they lose people, and I think uh, they're obviously going to be playoff contenders, but maybe not as dominant as uh, they have been. So, uh, who you got taking? Who do you got? Well, I'll, I'll wait, and I'll do the 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 other Western Conference matchup. We got our Denver Nuggets against uh, the Portland Trailblazers, and Portland's up two one. Do you see Portland taking this or Denver? Yeah, I, I think I see I see uh, Portland taking it. I just think. Uh, you know Lillard. I just think that he's going to take over that series, and I think just with his uh, with his history, I just I see them taking it down. I can't. We can't. I don't think we can. Uh, we can't overlook uh, what uh, Jochik has done, though. Uh, what a an amazing passer, too. I I've really admired his passing this whole postseason, and the guy is just a freak. He is probably, you know, he is uh, he's really making a name for himself. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, I love guys like that. I think that they're great for the game. I think uh, these dominant big men who do kind of everything, 
that's the stuff I like to watch. So I think that Jazz team, like you said, though, they're like they they could be one of those teams where if they add a couple of people or somebody that you know that could be like a destination team and and uh, they could be one of those like you know stalwarts and where they're just uh, build a build a team and, and maybe win a couple championships because you never know like. I think about how many years ago we never thought the Golden State Warriors were going to be anything. You know what I mean? Like they they were the joker of the of the NBA for how long? Like, well, their years? their best player for years was Baron Davis. <laughs> that's what I mean. I do love Baron Davis, so, but seriously, that's just kind of how it is. I mean, uh, it just happens in all sports. You know, nobody thought the, the Seahawks were going to do anything forever, and then they you know they had a couple solid runs there. and it just happens. So, but the I do like watching the Jazz play. They're super fun to watch, and and even, um, even Portland actually mentioned it there. You, you know, they with both their big men. I mean, I, that's what I like to watch. I don't know about you, but yeah, same, same. Now, uh, so who do you see going to the Western Conference Finals? Is it's you? You got to think uh, Warriors in Portland, then, right? I see Warriors Portland, and I don't see I see Warriors winning that, and I just don't. I don't know. Like, don't you kind of like? Do you really see like Portland or or Utah winning that, winning beating them? Oh, uh, you mean uh, you mean uh, Denver? Yeah, Denver. I'm sorry. I keep saying Utah. I'm sorry, but yeah, Denver. Do you do you even picture them um, winning? Like, I don't picture them winning that series at all. Like, um, it would have to take an injury, Kevin Durant injury, to be more specific. Yeah, like the only team I could see him taking taking down the Warriors is obviously the team they're playing now, the Rockets. So. So, so what is that? What What are you saying now? You're saying uh, Warriors and Boston then in the finals? Yeah, something like that. Warriors, Boston, Warriors, Sixers. But uh, I'm in a perfect world, Sixers. But I mean, so say it's Warriors, Boston. Who Who, who are you taking there? Like I don't. The only team I think that could uh, could do it would be, um, man, I really Boston can. Especially Marcus Smart's going to be coming back too. Um, I think that's integral for them. You're just going to have to see how it plays out. Boston's got to get to the uh, conference finals first. And they have to play like perfect basketball. You know. What I mean? Oh yeah, there's no error, no room for error. So, yeah. So it should be should be interesting. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to have some conversations when that comes. That's for sure. When the, when the finals get closer. Absolutely. So, uh, moving on to our last segment, we'll, we'll touch on uh, wrestling. Now, um, it's very uh, interesting time. Obviously, uh, since this, since our sabbatical, we've uh, WrestleMania's come and gone. Um, but something I wanted to bring up, obviously, was Triple H. Uh, obviously, Billy Gunn having an AEW contract, him getting inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Um. Obviously, uh, you know, fans start chanting AEW and Triple H takes makes a uh, takes a takes a shot in the mouth to um, AEW and says, you know, uh, you know, we buy that pissant company just to fire you again. And then, uh, you know, Cody Rhodes comes back and uh, calls Triple H a, a, a pissant wannabe bodybuilder um, it, as a rebuttal. Uh, weeks later, and uh, so obviously, I mean, do you think, do you think that was a mistake, uh, Triple H bringing up AEW that way, do you, or do you think it just, you know, he's fueling, he's fueling the fire when AEW has went out of their way to say, listen, we aren't taking the scraps that from the people that want to leave WWE, 
Um, we're building our own brand on our own merits and we aren't trying. Yes. Some people will be signed over, but we, uh, that is not our goal. And we're not looking at it to poach any people. And then do you think there's just like a level of them being threatened that they wanted to just be like, Hey, remember we're the NFL of, uh, of wrestling. So don't forget it. I mean, he obviously, he feels like he's got to get the one over on him, kind of, but I also feel like acknowledging him was just as, you know, that is just, it's, that's what it was in acknowledgement, you know what I mean? I think it would have spoke bigger if he didn't say anything, but that's just me. I think, um, obviously, AEW is on their radar. Um, I don't know. I, it wasn't surprising to me, because I really think that, um, Triple H probably feels that way, but it's not the truth by, by any means. Um, I just think it's it's a crazy time for wrestling right now, man. Like, If people can not- say what they want about the Attitude Era or the Hogan Era, I think wrestling's bigger now than it's ever been. I mean, that's what I was going to say. Like, I really genuinely think so, too. I think it's like such a different platform as well. You know, I mean, you have so many people who are watching wrestling not even on their TV, you know what I mean? They're watching it on their computer. They're watching streams of stuff. It's just a different world. I think for um, years, too, we felt like Vince had monopolized the uh, the entire uh, genre of wrestling. And then slowly, as, uh, you know, the Bullet Club took off, and then people got more vested in watching New Japan, and they were able to through access and through the internet. And... Uh, and, and the same thing with the ROH kind of getting their getting bigger names there and kind of getting more of uh, notarized as uh, years went on. Obviously, that company being around for a very long time. Yeah, and, how about uh, you know Billy Corgan now owning NWA and bringing trying to bring NWA back like in a big way is like really huge. Yeah, it's uh, there's more <laughs> options now and. Uh, and that's the thing. I don't think – I think there is a huge demographic of wrestling fans that only watch WWE. But the diehard wrestling fans, the fans that are going to be there beyond the wrestling crazes and the, the you know, the um, the trends of wrestling, those fans are watching just about everything. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think – I mean, you're right, though. There is always going to be people who just watch – just watch the NFL, just watch NBA, like they don't watch, you know, it's just, that's just how it's going to be, but I, like I said, the the wrestling world right now is uh, is changed, there was a time where, you know, obviously we had back in the day of territories, and then it broke off, and you really had WCW, and WWE, WWF, and then after that, you know, there was really nothing, I mean, you had your ECW, but really nothing for a while, think about it, I mean, when you watch wrestling, you watch WWE. You know what I mean? You weren't watching anything else. And then everything was so small. Like, ROH was small. New Japan was there, but it was not as not accessible at all. Yeah. And now, like I said, it's just, it's a different world, man. Like, like everything is, is streaming. Everything's online. Like, it's just not, you, got, you have AEW who is so huge right now, and they literally had, what, one event? You know what I mean? They've had, like, it's insane. That's insane. They haven't had their first pay-per-view. They have no televised program yet that probably won't be here until the fall. And that's what I mean. I personally don't like the idea of it like having to be a feud. 
Like, I like the idea of, like, you're a wrestling fan. Like, why why can't we all, like, why can't we like it all? Like, why can't you? Well, that's what I mean, like. Do you find it interesting, though, that that WWE literally having a little to nothing to worry about, um, for, for the most part, um, getting so, like, uh, territorial that they got to bring it up at their Hall of Fame when one of the guy, you know, Billy Gunn going in, that they felt the need to bring it up. They shouldn't, the fact that they feel threatened makes me really feel like they truly do fear that they're going to, they just fear that they're going to be taken over and it'll just never happen. And I don't understand the, uh, well, they're, they're also their own worst enemies. You, you watch a product. I watch a product. How bad has it been? It's been bad. It's awful. Yeah, it, this is, uh, this has been, it's been really, really terrible. And, uh, and now people realize that you don't have to be in WWE to make money anymore. Like, if Sasha Banks left, which, like, she wants to, and she goes to, They're like, saying AEW, she's sitting, they're saying she's sitting out the rest of her contract. Which is crazy, yeah. I mean, that's a CM Punk move. That's exactly what he did, so, um. Yeah, think about that. I mean, you and you know you can still make money. Like, they, if they signed her, like, she obviously rips up WWE charts when it comes to, like, sales with shit. She goes to AEW, that's going to be huge. If this this Dean Ambrose thing where he's John Moxley again, it's like, is he going, who knows where he's going to go? Obviously, the beauty of it is you don't have to go one place. Obviously, if, you, if you're with AEW, you can still wrestle everywhere. That's another cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and that's another thing. That's that's a different part about it. Like you got um, you got these these wrestlers who are, you know, they're wrestling. Like take uh, what the Lucha Brothers there, that Ray Phoenix and uh, Penta Maida or whatever they say. Like those guys are wrestling all over the world. They're wrestling in AEW. They're wrestling in like AAA. They're wrestling. They wrestled in like Japan. Like it's insane. I'm just using those as an example. Cause yeah, yeah. Everywhere, but that's what I mean. Like that's another thing. We're like. I could go do an ROH show, and I could do an AEW show, and then I could go to Japan and work in Japan. It's like, you can't do that in the WWE, of course. No, you can write your... When you're not in the WWE, you can pretty much write your own ticket. You can yeah. you can you can pick and choose where the hell you want to work, and that's, uh, that's huge right now. And, and you don't have to be in the WWE to, one, make a living, two, be a rock star wrestler which is exactly what cody rhodes cody rhodes i i really don't think we're gonna i think years later we'll, we'll give him credit but think about what he did he walked out of the wwe and said i'm gonna go do my own thing and now he is at the helm and at the forefront of the biggest wrestling revolution that we've had since the monday night wars yeah i mean you're 100 right and that's because you realize like he got sick of it think about his career that's another guy who he comes from, he has a great, obviously, his brother was, father is an amazing wrestler, his brother, he's been around the business his whole life, and they literally just, like, did nothing with him, they, 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 I mean, he wanted out of the start, best character, so he's like, you know what, I'm done with this, I'm leaving, and I know I can do big things, and arguably, maybe it's one of the top five biggest wrestlers in the world right now. Definitely. Without the WWE backing right now, you know what I mean? Yeah. But WWE has a way, we've said it before, they have a way of of making guys invisible. Taking world-class talent and making them invisible. And that's what they do. Even guys who have belts, they put belts on them, but they still make them invisible. And uh, I think people are sick of it, you know? Like you said, like look at the Revival wanting out. I mean, 
all these people talk about they want out, then they strap them up, and, and it's just people. I think right now it's it's a scary time to be WWE because you, these people realize, listen, you're not going to give me what I want. I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I you have uh, you know. Um... Uh, obviously, the revival uh, reportedly reportedly tur- turning down five hundred thousand dollar contracts, saying they're not going to sign them. Uh, yeah, I mean that's my point. And that, and Luke, that's what I mean. that, that, Luke, ammunition, that ammunition was not there before. You no, know what I mean? it was, no, you would be it, foolish to turn that down. Exactly. So, and I think that, that's where it's you know it's scary for you know the WWE. You're always going to have people who see the WWE, WWE as, like, the biggest thing there is in the world. And, I, and obviously, it still is. It's huge still. But, you know, I just think having that other option, and it's going to shake things up for sure. I mean, you know, Jericho being the forefront of another one of the guys who just said, screw, screw it, I'm going to go. Because he, he's got his finger on the pulse. He, oh, yeah, so. he has his entire career. <laughs> yeah, finger on the pulse. Kept himself relevant, and then he re- he knew wh- where to go. Why stay at WWE where they're just gonna do nothing with you and make you look stupid? Go uh, to AEW. He's still he's about to, he's gonna wrestle Okada, and now he's gonna wrestle Kenny Omega. Like we're talking world class guys here. That's what I think. You know what's funny too is Jericho had said it too on his uh, on his uh, podcast platform that he. They initially they just got sick that sick of it that he was going to Vince told him one thing and then did another bumped him off a, the the Saudi Arabia gig with uh, Undertaker, um because and because they were just kind of mad that he was going and doing the gig in New Japan after Vince said he was okay with it so I think Vince sat on it and that's where that's where WWE's downfall is is their greed. You know, here's 90-day no-compete clause. You can't do anything for 90 days after you leave here. You can't do this. You can't do that. You need to do this. You need to do that. And that that template doesn't work anymore, and people figured out that there is options other than that. And, you know, it's a matter of time before uh, they're really going to have to pull out some big guns, and I think they will. They'll make the adjustments. They'll call the audibles that they need to make to make their product better. But uh, they got a tall order. Uh, against uh, probably the, the the greatest current tag team with uh, the Young Bucks. Uh, obviously, you're you're competing. Like, listen, Okada, Kenny Omega, those names that we're we're just mentioned, they're better than anybody in the WWE right now. They would out wrestle every single person on their that's assigned to their entire roster right now. A, a, AJ might, is the only one that would be able to compete with those guys on a higher level. No one else stands a chance. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. And like I said, guys that, who were relevant, they've made unrelevant. Like a guy like Nakamura, who was huge in Japan and, and a world-class wrestler, they just make him non-existent. So, uh, last, uh, last two, uh, comments on this before we sign off, obviously, uh, Dustin Rhodes getting his, uh, release and he'll be fighting his brother and he's fighting as Dustin, the natural, uh, Rhodes, um, against Cody, against Cody. Yeah, I mean, again, right there is another thing that, like I said, finger on the pulse, just a smart move. Who is Cody going to go against? Who is his opponent? And then they wrestle that up, and it's like you're just shocked again. You're blown away, and and like we always talked about, uh, Dustin, uh, you know, formerly Goldust, about how he this is like he was in the best shape of his whole career probably since we you know he 
defeated alcoholism and he had some dark days there, but he's never looked better in my eyes. So they're probably going to put on a banger of a match, and it's just smart. You know what I mean? Super smart. Oh, yeah. And now uh, what's on every the wrestling world's mind the past week and a half, obviously, obviously is this uh, this John Moxley uh, video that has emerged of him, you know, breaking out of the walls, you know, a big dog chasing him out, um, you know, and, and this, the return of the John Moxley character, uh, obviously a nice big budget, uh, or maybe not big budget, but Dean knew some people or, you know, the proper channels were contacted for him to get this nice, uh, little vignette promo type video introduced, reintroducing his character, John Moxley. And, uh, all signs would naturally point to AEW, but he's another guy that can write his own ticket. And I know there's some speculation that it's a, you know, it's a swerve, bro, a, a, a Russo swerve that he's fucking, he's going to stay with the WWE. And this is the launch of the WWE rebranding of everything. They're going to be more hardcore or whatever. What's your take on all this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, think, I thought the video was cool. Obviously, the first thing that came to my mind was the production value. Uh, but obviously, I'm sure Dean Ambrose knows or whatever a lot of people, you know, who can make a video. But what I hope is, I hope he does, like, he's kind of a guy who we see wrestle. I would love to see him wrestle, you know, in ROH and, and uh, AEW. And, and I'd love to see him go to Japan and wrestle some people. So I hope it's that. I don't think it's a WWE thing, although you never count anything out. But I don't think that's the case for anyway, so... I think if he goes to AEW, he's going to be fine, and he could be like a, a true. Uh, he could be like a huge star, and and I, and for some reason, watching the video, I was just like, I got fully invested in the character already, um, and I was I'm all in for it. But even imagine him him going to New Japan would be huge for New Japan because then you're getting eyes from an America that have never checked out the new Japan product that want to just for that fact. Can you imagine NATO and, and, and John Moxley having them having a match? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like the possibilities would be endless. would be great. And it would open the eyes of, of people who maybe before didn't really care, but, um, I guess we'll find out soon. Right. So it's gotta be, I mean, I'm sure there was a reason why he picked that day to post that video. So, but like I said, me personally, I don't um, – I say all these negative things about the WWE because I, I do care about it, of course, It's a, you know, and I want it to be good. But uh, being a wrestling fan, I, I would love it for um, for everybody to succeed and us have as many different, you know, platforms to watch. Like Saturday night, we're watching a, a pay-per-view for AEW. Sunday, we're watching a WWE pay-per-view, and it's, and it's all good stuff. And uh, But like I said, the state of wrestling right now is really crazy. And, and guys realize they don't have to stick around and just take it. So we will see what happens. But what, I mean, what do you think? What do you, what do you think about Mox? Like, what do you think? You think it's like an AEW New Japan type thing? Or do you think it really is? Could be like, you know, just a rebranding of WWE. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. That's something that they would have to do to try to really compete with. Because uh, they're the ones that want to compete. I don't think the AEW, I don't think the con family and i don't think that cody or the bucks or anybody that's at the forefront of the starting in this this new brand that is AEW, i don't think they're the ones that are trying to compete i think already vince 
in the WWE are trying to compete even before that they're even there because they're so they're so threatened and they're so egotistical that it wouldn't surprise me if they're like, listen, name your number and you're gonna be Dean, you're gonna be John Moxley, whatever the fuck you want to call yourself. Your name is going to be the name where we rebrand our product from being PG as it's been since John Cena has become a, a heel or a face. And we are going to usher in, uh, and they probably didn't say it in these words, but like an attitude-esque uh, revival of the company. Uh, more brutal. It would, it would help him, you know, kind of um, get away from the shield type stuff too, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like separate himself from the whole shield stuff, so I don't know. But that wouldn't shock me if they did that, but I really don't think, uh, I mean... He seems like he was, and people have said it, um, you know, he seemed like he was going through the motions the last few years. Um, and, I mean, I think a lot of guys are like that. And uh, I think he was sick of it. And I think the fact that he went out and did this whole thing and he's bringing the John Moxley character back, um, I got to think if he goes to AEW, he sees the ability to work at all other platforms too. So uh, I think he's going to AEW. I, I mean, I mean that's a popular opinion, but I mean, from an outsider's perspective, it's the one that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I don't think he's going to WWE. So, but we will definitely find out. I'm sure we'll find out sooner or later too. So definitely. Now we will. Uh, after uh, after this week shakes out, we'll have some more um, uh, things to talk about. Obviously, with the. Um, with the NBA playoffs and we're going to come back, I'm sure with more wrestling news as it'll uh, entail. And we shall, uh, we'll see you soon. Uh, it's good to, it's good to be back. Yeah, and man, uh, We'll be back on a regular basis. For sure. Yeah, definitely. So uh, thanks for uh, tuning in. You could find us on iTunes, uh, uh, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, uh, Google podcasts, wherever you listen, download stream podcasts. You can find this, uh, spread the words. We're at, uh, we're at a- Apple. We're at, uh, we're at, um, we're at Babbleheads Podcast on uh, Twitter and on uh, Instagram. Uh, you can follow us there. Uh, hit us up. Let, let us know what you want us to talk about. And uh, like uh, like Eric just said, we will be back uh, on a regular uh, a regular routine, a regular you know, a same warrior time, same warrior channel. <laughs> For sure. All right. Thanks, everyone.